Hello, we are back with a new Mobcast. I am here with the very, very special Mr. T.C. Boyd, the artist. So what's up, man? <laughs> Not much. How are you doing, sir? Good, good, man. Glad to be on, man. Yeah, Glad yeah, to yeah. be on. Thank you for coming. Definitely. Glad to finally get this shit going. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, TC, for those who do not know, he's a lot of things. He's a musician. He's an entrepreneur. He's a motivational speaker. <laughs> all kinds of things. What else? Tell us. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so, yeah, music, you know, spoken word, poetry, business, um, you know, family man, you know, um, and... Yeah, just, I mean, I'm just a, you know, I guess I'm just a, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Well, I don't know what they call it. I don't know what well, they I mean, you're, you're a renaissance man for sure. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All over the place, like renaissance that. man. <laughs> Multi-disciplinarian uh, or something. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and he is a very positive individual. He's coming around promoting all this positivity He's a pillar of strength and positivity, but it didn't always used to be this way. Oh, yeah, not at all, man. Correct. Not at all. Yeah, so uh, how did this all start for you? Because you're originally from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, originally from Chicago. Um, so, yeah, man, growing up for me, man, um, I grew up in, you know, rough neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, so um, all I saw was gangs. I saw prostitution. I saw people getting shot. I saw drugs, you know. Yeah. And um, so being a kid, you know, especially since a lot of my favorite music, too, that's all I thought life was really, you know, really about. So um, that's all I went towards. You know, I gravitated gravitated towards that. Um, And when I was uh, nine years old, my father actually died of AIDS when I was nine. Um, So he wasn't really around anyway. My dad was addicted to drugs. You know, Mm -hmm. he was a a crack fiend. Um, He put my mom through a lot of hell and... He also, you know, put my my grandparents through a lot of like crazy stuff, stole from them, had them like robbed, all mm-hmm. kind of crazy stuff. So, um, I mean, I know I say that, but at the same time, the memories that I do have of my dad were good memories, though. You know, when mm-hmm. he came around, actually, you know, what I mean, but when I was nine years old, he died. So um, he died of AIDS, and I didn't really know how to take it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I didn't really understand it fully. You know, been how long did he have kid. it? You know, I'm not entirely sure, actually. Yeah. Um, all I know is that we went to see him at a nursing home. Um, this is like when it was bad, bad. Like he was gonna pass away. Like at some point, we saw him in a nursing home, and they were saying that he had like, I don't know, like three months to live or so. But he died like a couple weeks later or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, man. So that you know that was always something that like just stuck in me, man. So I think after that point, though, I was a real angry kid, man. I was like super angry you know what i mean and i didn't realize why but yeah i became super angry and it was mainly because of that you think that's that had a huge or, part. yeah that had a huge part. A big part yeah, yeah a huge part to probably do with it yeah so um so yeah pretty much man after that you know yeah been angry kid you know just i always fought i fought a lot i fought like all the time in school grade school all that mm-hmm. um middle school whatever i fought a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so um, my bad, I hit the mic. Um, so, anyway, fast forward, when I was 14, ended up losing my brother to gun violence. He got shot. He got shot, like, uh, five times, you know, like, twice in the head, and the hip, back, leg, all that. And um, so, that at that point, man, I just felt like I didn't know what to do, you know what I mean, when my brother got killed. Um, so, I had some... Um, How old was he? 
he was 17 only he was 17 and then yeah. how old were you at the time 14 okay yeah yeah i was 14 he was 17 yeah and um so i had a lot of like just crazy things like that i could have decided to do at that point you know i had people come to me and say like man we can go get the people that did it you know in the area mm-hmm. but we didn't know who specifically who did it you know but the general area you know what i mean right and um so i had some tough decisions to make man um but i got involved with gangs at that point you know people came to me like look man like you know ride with us you know blah 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 all that stuff so um yeah so that's how it started for me just being involved with gangs you know what i'm saying um and that type of lifestyle uh for some years um and so yeah that was the journey the beginning of the journey at least you know um obviously it wasn't positive yet but um so then um shortly um after that a few years after that when i was when i turned 18 um my mom was always like a praying person you know what i mean so she was like you know she just she was always just praying you know what i mean like that for the best for her kids you know for us and all that stuff so she told me and reminded me of like this guy that was at this place out um out there in chicago like at this church place whatever you know i never really like going to church none of that stuff so anyway I went to this men's thing. It was like a men's thing that they were having. Mm-hmm. And um, so long story short, I ended up actually going. I was like, man, I just want to, like, figure out something different. You know what I mean? And so I went, you know, and I went up there. They were talking and, you know, prayed and stuff. But at that point, it was like something just clicked in me. You know what I mean? When that happened. Um, and since that day, that's when my life started changing more for more positive. What so, do you think clicked in you? It was a, honestly, man, it was a spiritual, um, kind of a, you know, more of a spiritual awakening is what I call it. Cause did you, you know walk I mean? into it like with an open mind or were you kind of like, ah, this is stupid or whatever? I was, yeah, I was very, I was very, very like skeptical. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I had some open mindedness, you know, the fact that I went, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I was still like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know, but it was something to me that, that I knew was like searching for, you know what I mean? Like something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like. So what do you think was the point that made it, like, pop off that night? Well, what happened was actually, man, um, the guy was sharing, like, just a message about, like, you know, Jesus and stuff like that. So, um, basically, it was just like, I felt like a, I can't explain, it's hard to explain, but I felt like a presence, like, in my heart that just felt good when it was being shared with me. And so, they were like, man, if you want to get this freely, because it's free for anybody to get come talk and we'll pray and all that stuff so that's basically what happened so i went and i did that and so like all i know is i just start bawling crying man and i felt like a heavy weight lift off of me and i just felt like a soup it was just, it's hard to explain but like this super good feeling inside and all over my body man um and i was just crying but it was tears of joy though it was like man like i felt like i found something that i was like kind of searching for that and realize i was searching for you know mm-hmm. um so that was really what it was man it was like after that that's when things started like kind of just like clicking like man it's like if i felt like i the best way to explain it is like it felt like my eyes were open but in a different sense you know what i mean mm-hmm. like as if my eyes was closed the whole time while i was living and then like all of a sudden it's like my eyes are open now you know what right. i'm saying so that was that's kind of the best way to explain it and because so your mom was 
always religious then basically well not always but yeah she she had i guess basically i found out because you know as a kid you don't know you don't really know what your parents go through but when i got a little older i found out more about her story Uh my mom's story is crazy (laughs) so you know she wasn't always religious at all no yeah yeah Yeah, her story was maybe at least while she had her kids or so or something maybe well i think i think she got into it like probably um sometime like we were not when we were probably firstborn but like some some at some point mm-hmm. within that you know what yeah. i mean yeah the reason yeah, i ask is uh uh you had that experience when you were a bit older you were you not religious at all before that like did your mom try and get you into she it tried to get us to go yeah i mean she, just... she she would make us go you know oh, either, yeah. you know obviously sure. being mom so sometimes she'd make you go you know yeah, <laughs> like, she's like you ain't got no choice I'm but you didn't care that. back then you were just like Nah, I didn't. I didn't. You know. You know what it was. I think sometimes when I was there, it was like, oh, cool. And the other time, I was like, why the heck I got to be here? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a mixture. Just of indifferent that. to it or whatever. And, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like I didn't. Yeah, but you know what's funny though? Now that I look back though, I am still grateful for that. Even when I didn't want to go, because it was like I see some of the things that I didn't learn. At least you know what I mean. Like just about life. You know what I mean? Not necessarily just you know pertaining to everything at all, but just about life in general. Kind of like things that I that I learned kind of you know that I wouldn't have learned even at a younger age even though I didn't want to be there I was trying to ignore you know but there were some days though I was listening I'm like I don't realize but I was really listening you know what I mean so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah anyway man um yeah that's pretty much just my mom man yeah her her story's pretty crazy though uh she 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 went through a lot of crazy stuff man abusive relationships and um just like man crazy dudes and mm. just yeah it's a lot of, a lot of stuff i didn't know you know what i mean her mom was like abusive at one point she had to leave on her own 17 year old pregnant with a mm, kid and man. stuff like that yeah it's a lot man so anyway man um yeah so for me man you know just go back to why you asked you know for me the positivity started there i just had to you know backtrack because um you know i, has, I still had to do a lot of growing you know after that point mm-hmm. but um that's where it all kind of started. Um, I started to see the world differently, you know, than I did before. So all my rival gang members, the people that I would be ready to fight, I started talking to them about love. I started talking to them about, like, God and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it was different, y'all. Like, for real, like, some of me just changed, man. Yeah, so you were in, like, a gang that, yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, gang, yeah. So still, after that night, what happened? You're like, I was still in the gang. like, fuck, yeah. I'm in a gang. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, like gang. So what happened then the next day? You're like, what am I going to do or something? Or no, nah, you know did what? You, you, Go ahead, my no, no, I don't know. I was just gonna say, I don't know. Were you still in the gang for a while, or were you like, yes, I gotta get out of this? Yes, or? I was still in the gang, man, for um, like almost at least a year, um, before I ended up going to college. You know what I'm saying? So, basically, man, what it was was like, cause you know when you in a, when you involved with any kind of gang, man, like the people that's there, they they basically are like your fam. You know what I'm saying? Right, so they're right. like your family. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't just you don't just be like, hi, family, I'm, I ain't mm. never talking to you no more. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's hard to just do that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I basically was there, you know, with my guys that I was with, man. And, I, like, since I was changing inside, I just started sharing with them, man, what I was going through. You know, like, what I, what I was experiencing. How they react You know what I'm saying? Half of them was like, you crazy, man. What the heck you talking about, man? I was talking about this. Like, what the heck you talking about, dude? Like, shut up stop talking about this you know what I mean like yeah. for real that's how half of them were then the other half's like whatever man I don't really care yeah. you know what I mean I had a few people like that's dope man you know what I'm saying you, you trying to better yourself whatever you know so that's kind of like you know the, the mix the mix mixture that I had but what was more tripped out well, there there'll be times where it's like rival gang members where we would normally want to fight. You know, like I remember one time I was walking this was out by my high school I was at um, they had like a rival gang 
I don't know if I want to say the names or not. I guess yeah, I can sure. say, can I say the names or it don't matter. Nah, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a rival gang. They were like the Latin Kings. Um, and so we're walking and the guys I was walking with were like G's and SD's and stuff like that. So <clears throat> long story short, um, one of my guys was like, um, Hey, yo, there go one of them. You know what I mean? We called them like derogatory names, you know what I'm saying? But like, there go one of them, you know, you know, name that would diss their gang or whatever. So, uh, I, Anyway, so he he said, hey, that go one of them, man. Hey, yo, man, let's get this mug. You know, so it was like two of them, actually. And it was like six of us, you know what I mean? So I step up, like, you know, and when we got closer to him, I was like, you know what I mean? Because actually earlier that day, I was talking to one of the uh, Latin Kings, one of the rival gang members about, like, the stuff I was experiencing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, they talk about him now because we're outside walking, six of us and two of them. So it was the one guy I talked to earlier, and then it was one of his, you know, one of his crew members or whatever. So I'm like, man, I can't let these mugs just jump this dude like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I know I can't jump because He's going to be looking at you. What happened, dude? Like, you just, dude, what the heck, you just you know told me about all the peace <laughs> right. and love. As he's getting his ass kicked and shit. Like, right, exactly. You just stand there exactly. like, hey, my hands are tied. I'm sorry. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. So I was like, I was like, man. I was like, I told my guys, I was like, look, man, I was like, look, nah, man, they cool, they cool, yo, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I told them, I was like, man, let them pass, yo, let them pass, man, they cool, you know what I'm saying? That's all I said, really. I was like, let them pass, they cool, bro, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was chopping up when I gave the dude a handshake, gave his other guy a handshake, you know what I'm saying? Let him know, like, we chill. And then one of them, one of the guys I was with was like, man, y'all lucky, man, that, that he's that, that that folks said like, let y'all ride, cause y'all was finna get Molly Watt. I mean, something like that he said, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And. Um, so that happened a few different times, man. You know, where I just kind of stepped in, you know. Had to bring the peace. <laughs> yeah, I stepped in and bring the peace, man. Even, even you know, because, you know, depending on who it was, like, with the people that I was with, you know, like, it could have been where they got mad at me, you know what I mean? And like, right. yo, like, what you want, man? Like, you ain't ride with us no more? Gonna, you know, that's they're going to beat your ass. Now. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could have been. I mean, that didn't happen, thankfully, but that that's what it could have been, too, at the same time, you know. Because what happened during that time, man, like, one of the uh, Latin Kings got shot. Um... And it was around the area because that was a big area for Latin Kings, you know what I'm saying? And so then they went and shot at SD, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's like, you know, they're not exactly the same gang I was in, but they're under the same branch or whatever. So anyway, they went and shot one of the SDs that was um, there in that area. And so it was like a, it was a real war going on during that time, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like just fighting, you know what I mean? Like it was like shooting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, like I say, for me stepping in like that, a few different occasions, man. It was, it was a, more of a bigger thing than you know. What I mean, I even like probably made it even you know seem like um, because I was dying. You know what I mean? You know, anytime that stuff goes on, like you know, we it's war. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we people people trying to shoot people, people trying to like stab people, people trying to like beat people with bricks and stuff. You yeah, know? we had a lot of fights where we throwing bricks and bottles and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Across at each other, trying to like you know what I mean? So. Um, Anyway, man, um, yeah, so that was that was that time, man. Um, just started trying to, you know, just started trying to spread, like, some positivity and stuff, man. You know, that's where it all kind of began, man, for me, man. Um, so you remained in the gang for, like, a year. Yeah. How yeah. long were you in the gang then? When did you say you started? I started, man, when I was about 15. Okay. So when I was about 18 is when I uh, kind of, well, actually, this is, okay, this is what happens. This is, this is the truth here. So, only reason I really got out was because I left. Because you said you went to college. And- right. So, it wasn't like, I didn't really, honestly, to be real, I didn't really, like, go nowhere to drop nothing, like, you know, renounce my flag or none of that stuff. Like, I didn't do none of that. You know what I mean? Like, cause a lot of people do that once they 
um, you know, it comes with a lot of consequences, though, you know, depending on, you know, who's your chief and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't do any of that. I just kind of left the area and just, like, left for a while. Yeah, because <laughs> you, know you weren't in Chicago anymore. You left for school. Right. I, yeah, I left, man, and I went to school. I left, like, to a school that was, like, an hour away, and I stayed on the campus, and I just I just stayed out the area. I mean, I just didn't go back, you know right. what I'm saying? And But I was grateful that I didn't, you know what I mean, because I um, – you know, it just helped me a lot, man, to really see the world differently. You know, college I went to, man, it was a uh, like it was a lot of people that I had never been around in my life. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of like, you know, um, people that you know, white people, Mexican people. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of Mexican people in my school, but it was a lot of Puerto Ricans. You know what I'm saying? Um, black people too. You know, um, so I. Um, yeah, so I just got, you know, I just got around a different culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. it was majority, like, you know, white people, whatever. And so it just showed me a whole different world that I never even experienced, you know what I'm saying? Like, a whole different culture, like, everybody ain't, everybody ain't got to be, like, mean to each other, you know what I mean? Because I grew up, like, we ride the CTA bus, you know, Chicago bus, like, you know, to go to different places, you know, go to school and stuff. Like, I'm looking mean, you know what I mean? I'm like test me you'll see what's up you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that was my mentality everywhere i went and so um you know you had to be ready to fight at any time you know what i'm saying because people get on the bus you get five five dudes on the bus that's on some dumb stuff then you got you gotta be ready to square up and go you know what i'm saying so that's kind of how i grew up and so um i just uh yeah so just going to this new place you know and it was uh it was just a culture shock for me you know what i mean i started seeing people like nicer people were like kind of smiling and stuff saying hey you know i thought i was in pleasantville you know what i mean i'm like you know yeah, the movie pleasantville right. i'm like I'm in pleasantville right now man you know well, everybody's like hi <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> well how did you go from just being in a gang like all right guys see you guys later i'm going to college like <laughs> how did that yeah Like did you always plan To just go to college Nah man I didn't You know When I um, So what happened man Was when I um, So I was failing In high school You know I was failing terrib- I, I was failing Yeah I yeah. was failing Like um, My last year When I, my last year started I'm getting like D's and F's um, So I was never Really good in school You know what I mean I always get like I was a C student Or less You know what I mean Never better Yeah than C student or less um, so my senior year, I'm failing in, in school and all that. And um, so after that encounter I had, like I said, at that men's thing I went to, you know, I was praying a lot, man. You know what I mean? And, I, and like I said, my life started changing. So um, I wanted to do better. So I actually started uh, actually reading the books. Like the first book I actually read, to be real, like the first book I actually really read was the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like because I started getting into that and then like that just like started I'm like, man, I like reading. You know, I was reading that. I never really used to read. You know what I mean? And so I started reading the Bible. And then after that, I started reading my school book. Like, man, I, I can read. So I started reading that and I started learning. And so I pulled my grades up because I wasn't finna graduate on time. So I ended up pulling my grades up to graduate on time. So I had like C's and B's. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I probably had like one D. You know what I mean? But I had like C's and B's. You know what I'm saying? Which was going from D's and, you know what I mean? C's and D's and F's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was kind of like something that started to make me think like, man, maybe I should do something more. You know what I mean? Um, by the time, especially by the time, like my uh, end of my, um, you know, by, by the time the end of my senior year came up. Mm-hmm. And so um, long story short, man, there was this guy that was at a career career fair, uh, college fair. I mean, not career fair, college fair at my high school. And he came and um, I talked to him. And, you know, out of all the people I talked to, 
it was like something that just clicked, you know, with, you know, in connection with this guy in the school he was talking about, you know, it was a school called Olivet Nazarene University. So it was like a kind of like a, you know, a school that was along the lines of stuff that I just started experiencing even with coming to this, you know, after that men's, you know, after that men's thing I went to. And uh, long story short, um, I went to visit the school and it just felt like, right, like everything in me, I just had this peace and just like this ease and all that stuff. Just like, this seems right. So, plus the school was a real good school too, you know, they had like a good reputation, you know, for what they taught, you know, and like academically and stuff. So I was like, I don't know, I'm checking it out. And what was crazy is I had a scholarship to Jackson State University actually for a drum line because I was on a drum line. Okay. And so I ended up turning that down, and I had a scholarship, bro, like to go there to be on the drum line, which is insane. But I just felt like the right move was this other school that I went to, and um, you know, yeah, it's turned out that it was, you know. Would you have to just get loans then? You just or... so. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a whole another topic there. <laughs> like, dude, just let me get the scholarship for this one, please. Right. <laughs> right? Can you apply the scholarship to this? Yeah. So, being that I, I didn't really have a plan for college, you know what I mean? I didn't know anything about loans. I didn't know anything about. I, I knew I had a scholarship, but I still didn't really know how in depth that went. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand the whole process and all that. Right. So um, basically, man, I ended up, um, I ended up, yeah, I just ended up going whatever they told me. They gave me grants, you know. They gave me some financial mm-hmm. aid because I had financial aid, and they gave me some loans too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, um, so yeah, some grants, financial aid, some loans, and everything, and. Um, so yeah, they got me in. Like I say, I didn't really know. You know, I just knew that I wanted to. Um, I just knew that I wanted to go. At that point, you know yeah. what I mean, because I just thought that I could do something more. You know, so yeah, I didn't really have a plan. I, mean, I wish I did, but I didn't. <laughs> well, what'd you go to school for? <clears throat> I actually studied uh, mass communications, so I did uh, a lot of stuff like you know, even similar like to you know the setup here with like radio stuff, um, public speaking. Public speaking was a big thing with it. Um, and like marketing and journalism, that type of stuff. So yeah, it was like yeah. a conglomerate of stuff. Yeah. It was like a you think, casserole. Yeah, you think going to school for those types of things specifically help you push you into this direction now? Because you're like, now you're doing motivational speaking and all that Absolutely, kind of stuff too. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I feel like I found my, uh, I feel like I found my voice, you know, more so like to be able to use my voice, you mm-hmm. know, to, to project it, to get the skills down for that. So yeah, absolutely, man. Creative writing too. They really helped with creative yeah, writing too yeah. and everything. Yeah. Now when, while you're in college, what was uh, the whole process of like, from the time you started college to the time you got out, like, what was that like living there since you were just away from the gang right like by the time you got out you're just like that was just in your past by that point or did you have to ever like readdress it like did you go back to uh, chicago after or? um well yeah so okay so yeah, it's funny being there um i met a lot of guys that was actually from chicago there which was pretty cool and a lot of those guys like used to be in gangs too yeah. um and they kind of like had you know it was like similar experiences and stuff which was kind of crazy i was like that's dope so um the only thing i I feel like as far as the gangs go, the only thing I feel like I had a hard time with was um, just breaking, like, habits, you know? Like, breaking habits of thinking I had to be so tough. Mm-hmm. I think I got to be so bag- bad and hard is what they call it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you ain't going to touch me. What? You know? So that was one thing. And then the other thing was, like, I, I used to always wear my hat to a certain side, you know, because gangs have hats on certain sides. So I had to kind of break that habit too. Like, you know oh, I mean? like right, yeah. right, yeah. Let me just keep my hat straight or <laughs> point it straight back or something like that. You know, I don't got to be on that. So, um, but other than that, as far as the gang go, yeah, that that 
you know, I didn't have too much of a problem with that. But um, the other thing was... Um, they didn't come back for you like, you still with us? <laughs> like, nah, man, nah, nah, like, uh, nah, man, you know. He's gone, he made it out, so. Yeah, you know what it is, though, man? I feel like, I think, too, man, with the people that I knew that was involved with him, man, you know, the gangs and stuff, like, because especially my inner circle of people that we, you know, because it's how gangs work. You have the people that are, like, calling the shots, but then you have your inner circle of people that you actually rock with, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So we, I feel like majority of people that I was really with, closer like that in the gang we kind of we kind of had like a same thought process similarly because like one of my other guys he ended up like going to college you know he went to like a um he went to just like a community college you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he got into a field you know that was a really decent field decent paying field you know what i mean one of my other guys he wanted to do something like that he didn't but he still kind of had his mind around something different than what he was used to yeah you know some of my other guys you know similar so um, I feel like that was part of it. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, people coming back and stuff like that, man, that, you know, that wasn't something that, you know, that really occurred, you know. Um, so which you obviously, you know, grateful for, you know, that wasn't no, like, bad blood or nothing like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah I, yeah, I was just fortunate when I went to the school, you know, to meet other people that had similar experiences, too, you know, because that helped a lot. You know, we're just kind of getting acclimated with the whole school thing. I'm like, oh, y'all from Shot too? You know, yeah, you from the Shot? Okay, yeah, what's up, man? You know, like, you used right. to be in what gang? Well, yeah. you, I was in a rival gang from you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we would have been, like, fighting each other and stuff, you know what I mean? But we ain't, you know, none of us own that no more, you know? So that was a lot of that, you know, like, it was, yeah, that was a lot of um, that, which was cool, man, like I said. So, yeah. Yeah. So then what happened after school? Yeah, so after school, man, um, I, um, after school, I got a job, which, um, I was helping like people that were in and out of jail. So it was like teenagers and stuff, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. were like in and out of jail. Um, so they were like 14, 15. So were you living in Chicago then after school? No. So after school, my school was about an hour south of Chicago. So I ended up staying in that area. Just stayed there. Yeah, I didn't go back to Chicago. I yeah. was like, I just, no, I think I would have been fine, but I just, you know what I mean? Like, once I experienced a different area. New chapter, anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because, like, all the people in that area, you know, even outside the school, it was just different. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people were kind of different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was around a different culture, you know? Well, especially, like, a well, any big city, especially, like, Chicago, New York, anything, is definitely different, you know? Like, right. If you live there for too long... Even not just being in a gang, but just in general, if you just live in a city like that for too long, it's going to like, you're just going to be like harder. Like you're just going to toughen up because it's just there's so many people and you're just all, you're all, you know, in your own zone and everything. And it's just absolutely a weird man. dynamic it is, with man. all these people in this little space and then all these other things going on, especially, oh, it's winter time now and everyone's really on edge or whatever. It's yeah. like a weird thing. And then, yeah, you might. Yeah, where you ended up maybe an hour away or whatever is probably a little more chill. Yeah. Maybe was, a little more spaced out, you know, like not no, as it, it was, man. Like not all stacked on top of each other and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was, man. You're absolutely right. It was just yeah, it was a it was a nice change, man. You know, so I think that's why I never really went back like that because um you know, I went back to see my family, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't go back back to stay, you know what I mean? I went back for like a couple summers when I was in school, but that was it. Like I didn't like I didn't go back to move or nothing because yeah, yeah. I just yeah, but um 
Yeah, but you're right though, man. Been in Chicago long enough, man. Anybody that goes there, if they're there long enough, they realize like most people are just like to themselves mm-hmm. and kind of like you say, gotta kind of be like kind of hard, cold. Yeah, like, right. don't talk to me. I'm on my own business. Mm-hmm. You know, leave me alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's when you get to the point of like in big cities, it's like you'll see someone getting mugged. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna keep walking. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of shit. Like, yeah, for real. Like, for real. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy to even it's... think that happens. But yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what happens, man. Mugs be like, what like, beat up. Yeah. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> You know, I can't hey, well, I'm like, late for my meeting. I got a business call. <laughs> <laughs> That's real, though, man. Yeah, That's real, um, yo. But but uh, man, so you had this change in your life, and then when did like other things start to come in as far as music and everything, spoken word? Yeah. <clears throat> so I've um I've done music my entire life. Um, you know, even as a kid, always like singing. Yeah, how did that start? Always, you just... Yeah, I mean, I can remember when I was five, man, I used to have, like, broomsticks and just, like, singing yeah. and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And my family was very musical growing up, so uh, we would we would do, like, pretend like we had, like, a singing group, you know what I mean? Yeah, and just, yeah. like, sing nice. and all that stuff, so um, that was always a big part of just my upbringing music. What kind of music influenced you when you were young? Oh, influenced me? Uh, man, some of everything, man. Um, like... You know, soul music, blues music, definitely rap. You know, hip hop stuff. Um, some some rock music, some um, pop music. Um, yeah, it was a conglomerate R and B. Yeah, it was a R. You know, that was the one thing that was pretty cool, though. I think because I, I was exposed to different types of music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which was interesting. Majority of it was probably mostly like hip hop, though, and hip hop and like R and B. But I still was exposed to a lot of different. You know types of music too you know was that just your own curiosity or like was your mom always playing different stuff or yeah you know it was weird i think it was just like a mixture of like places i went to family houses out family members houses i would go to you know and my mom kind of tuning in different stations brother sure. kind of to my older brother tuning in at different stations um and then like having other friends and stuff and stuff that i would like you know meet like i say i would say majority of the people were listening to like pop R&B and hip hop You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying But then also There'd be like This blend of other stuff You know mm-hmm. what I mean Like All the like alternative And all this other stuff That I would hear You know what I mean Which was cool um, Like I said I didn't know then When I was a kid growing up How much that would have Influenced me But now The way I do music now You know what I mean Yeah Like that conglomerate Of different styles And stuff You know what I mean From like Even like Even like You know Like pop and rock And you know what I'm saying Like just just even hip hop combined like that's a lot of my like mm-hmm. even style now you know with some of my music that I kind of like compose myself you know what mm-hmm. I mean I like guitars and you know what I oh, mean yeah. and, like rock sound and then but mixed with hip hop and mixed mm-hmm. with some samples and anyway um and so you've always been into hip hop then yeah like, yeah that was like the biggest thing that influenced me ever since you were young and stuff like yeah. did when you were first listening to hip hop and did you ever think oh I want to do this or I did man you know I thought that you know, I was I was always thinking like, man, since I liked rap, you know what I mean, that I, I wanted to rap. But it's the thing too, growing up, man, like all I learned growing up was like you either be a rapper or you'd be like a basketball player or a football player or something. Like so a lot of like black kids, um, growing up in certain neighborhoods, that's all they really aspire to be because that's all they think they can be. Yeah. So for me, that I was just a normal kid with the same dynamic. You know, all I thought was like, you know, I could just be a rapper 
which because that was like what was cool that was what people do you know mm-hmm. what i mean so which i love rap don't get me wrong like i loved it you know right, what i'm saying because right. it was dope you know but um that's still at the same time i didn't realize like that was part of it you know what i mean part of it was the fact that i just thought that was all i could be you know so um so that was probably why i gravitated towards that you know what i mean the most you know mm-hmm. so i would look up i would look up to the guys in the music videos and stuff like that right. you know what i mean or making the songs and stuff so with all the girls and chicks shaking their butts you know what i mean like you know what i mean because i thought that was oh, this is all right yeah you know what <laughs> I mean? right right yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> But that's, yeah, so I just thought, yeah, you know, they had the cars and flashing money, you know what I mean? So yeah. I thought that's, you know, I thought that was what it was all about, you know what I mean? So, but um, anyway, the gift that I had for it that I realized and I found out that I had for it was just a gift. So, um, you know, I, I know I wanted to use it, though, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. When did you get, at what point did you start getting into music, like creating it yourself, um, pursuing it? Actually, I started, uh going more seriously right when I well right before college well right around the time I was going to college I was actually um, after like I said after I had that experience I had you know with that men's group I went to um, there was this label it was a label it was like a Christian label or whatever and they wanted to sign me to be part of the label but I ended up going to college and I did like some different shows for them or whatever performed like a few like festivals they put on um out in Chicago but um I ended up going to college and then like I lost contact with them like I just stopped talking to them dude called me you know what I mean I just like I was just so busy and focused on college you know I didn't even like you know I didn't you know I was young and dumb you know I didn't really think about it you know what I'm saying like so you know I kind of lost contact with the dude dude thought I probably did him bogus you know what I mean so um yeah so at that point when I went to college Everybody knew me as a rapper. I would just freestyle for hours, literally hours, freestyle, though. Off the top of my head, just go. I would do shows at the coffee shop at the school um, just of me freestyling. So were you always, like, like freestyling or writing? You just, Did you just start doing that around the time you started college? Or were oh, you always doing no. that when you were younger, too? Yeah, I would freestyle all the time, yeah. yeah. And, like, when I was a young kid and when I was in high school and all that, like, I would just freestyle. Like, I would always freestyle super fast, too. So I freestyle all the top of my mind, like, super fast. So that was what got me, like, even in high school, that's what people kind of know knew me more for. Like, this dude could spell off the top of his dome just, like, fast, though. Like, he ain't write nothing. Like, how did he do that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So... That was kind of like what I was kind of known for in high school as far as rap goes. Um, and then in college, I just kind of did that more. Um, so, like I say, at that point, I would put on, like, you know, shows at the coffee shop out there, you know, at, at, on campus. Um, and I was just, like, freestyling the entire time. Man, like, yeah. literally, yeah. folks, yeah, folks would just sit there for, like, an hour or two hours and just hear me freestyle, yo. And, um but it was like you know honestly man it was it was a i know it was a supernatural experience at the same time while i did it you know what i mean because my thing the thing that realized like this is one thing that made me realize why i have to keep doing music because when i when i was first there it was like the first or second day at that college um i was freestyling man and i was just flowing and you know just feeling what was coming in my heart just saying it and i had people crying with tears nice. in their eyes, bro. Yeah, they were crying, man. And then, like, after that, like, you know, we just, like, all, like, prayed together, yo. You know what I mean? Folks was crying, like, man, I needed this, blah, 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 and all this other stuff, man. So that was for me when I realized, like... Yeah, we got something here. <laughs> yeah, we got something here, man, to where it's, like, it's, you know, it's bigger than just me, and it's bigger than just the art itself. You know what I mean? So it's more of about it's more of about impacting people for things that they might need. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's when the music be even more transition to, you know, to be about like less about just, you know, me and, you know what I mean? Like all the stuff I can do, you know, my rawness, my dopeness, all that stuff. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I was used to saying um, to like something more meaningful and powerful. You know what I'm saying? But I still do my like super dope, like, you know, you can't touch me type stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, I do that. Course. I still do that to this day. Well, I'm, you got to have some of that's, that. That's come rap. You know what I mean? You got, <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, I like, I like spitting bars. You know what I mean? So Fair. I still got my hey, bars. I'm just spitting bars. You know what I mean? But I do make a lot of stuff that still now to this day I, I I do make a lot of stuff that just you know I just try to touch people man you know cause we all we all you know this thing I realized man we all live life man and we all go through different things man so hopefully I can share something whether it's through poetry whether it's through music or whether it's through me speaking that will, will help somebody mm-hmm. encourage somebody you know somebody probably want to go jump off a building or something shoot yeah. themselves you know what I mean right. like they hear or they hear they, you know what I mean they may want to stop now you know what I mean like, yeah, yeah. so yeah now, when you're doing these, you're putting on these shows in the coffee shop, are you just doing acapella, just going off, or do you have any music behind you? Or? Majority of it is acapella, bro, nice, which, is nice. more, which was more insane that people stuck around that whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that it was like, you know, sometimes I would have people beatbox, and other uh-huh. times, you know, I would sometimes have like a beat or something playing, but I didn't really have those many beats, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I would, I would literally, yeah, be acapella a lot, which is, yeah. Were you crazy. also... Uh, like spinning it in like the sense of like uh, spoken word, kind of more of like a poetry type. Nah, that's delivery, straight, or you were just straight, straight just rap. It. Yep. that was straight rap. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was straight rap. Yeah, that was before I really got involved with spoken word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was before spoken word, man. So that was just straight rap. Yeah, straight rap bars, man. Like, yeah, it was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, uh, then when did spoken word came in? Spoken word came in more um, in the last like five years or so so um that was like you know some years after um because i actually um actually um i started like hearing spoken word hearing about spoken word you know and um i feel like it came even more you know even more when i moved out here because i moved out here about three years ago to to the qc and um even more then it got even even more serious or you know like i got more serious about spoken word um because like i said before i had like heard about it you know what i mean and, and started like i always wrote poetry you know mm-hmm. um so when i wrote poetry i didn't write it in the same form as spoken word because it's a little bit different you know what i mean so i would still write poetry but then when i got like i say when i got involved with spoken word i found out that it's different you know what i mean and it's still similar but different and so that became something that I was like, man, yo, this is dope. Cause it's basically like, it's basically like rap, but then it's like speaking. Yeah. Just like you're doing a speech almost. You yeah. Know like like so if you're already doing rap, what made you want to do spoken word? Like, what was it about spoken word that made like, I want to, I'm already rapping. You right. know, what made you also like, oh, this is really good to pursue. Like, you know what it was, man? It was the fact that it was free. Like in a sense of like free, free form, free flowing almost, you mm-hmm. know, unique delivery. And- yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like the thing is though, with rap, like if you don't rhyme and you're rap, then you ain't really, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, folks yeah. like this is rap. You ain't rhyming. You know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like, um, spoken word gives you that freedom to do a lot of different literary forms. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, more of like the poetic aspect yeah like because yeah because you don't like you don't have to end in a rhyme sure, on every yeah. um 
you know, after every line or every other line, you know what I mean? Like you do with rap mostly, yeah. you know what I mean? So spoken word is kind of freer. Like you can end in rhyme or you can not end in rhyme. You know, you can use like all different kind of like styles you want, you know what I mean? And so it just freed it up, man. I feel like, you know, um, that's what I liked about spoken word. It just felt like you could just be so much more free with yeah. how you write, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Now, after college, you've just been working and stuff. And uh, what led to you ending up here in the QC? Yeah, man. Um, so pretty much, man, I was working at a job out there. Um, and I didn't want to work there no more. Uh, I was working at Hertz, actually. And I was like, man, I don't want to do this no more. You know what I mean? So um, one of my good friends that was working there, he ended up leaving too. No, he got fired, actually. And then one of my other good friends left. Um, and they were kind of like, it was just me and one other person at the office at the branch, Hertz, Hertz branch. And I was just like, man, like I, I just wasn't feeling it no more. So um, we, we ended up... Um, it was me, my wifey, and um, we had, like, a couple shorties, a couple of our kids that we had. And um, we ended up going to Chicago to my mom's place because what happened was the ladies whose house we were staying at in the town we were in, um, she said that she was going away for a year, but she probably won't be coming back. So we'd have our, you know, we still have, we still have the spot to live at, you know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. we were, you know, we were renting it out. And so long story short, that month of her return from her, cause she went to another country for that year. On the month of her return, we found out she was going to come back. She's like, she needed her house back. And I'm like, what? Like, what mm -hmm. the heck? You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it was like crazy. So we like, what in the world, yo? So, um, Long story short, man, we ended up like looking for places. Like, I'm sorry, you know, where were you staying at? Then? Uh, so yeah, it was Bourbon A, Illinois. That's where we were living at. So it's like an hour south of Chicago. Yeah, the same place, yeah, 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 same area. Yeah. So yeah, we never left the area. Yeah. So Kankakee, Bourbon A, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. yeah. So um, <clears throat> so anyway, man, we were like scrounging, you know, interviewing for places. Like, man, like checking out places. None of the places felt right. None of them felt right. You know what I mean? It was like this ain't right. This ain't right. It just felt like yeah, we forced yeah. it. You know what I mean? Right. So long story short, we ended up going to um, Chicago with my um, mom's out there for about a week, and then we moved out to the Quad Cities with my girl's um, parents. We went out there, and we were there for about. We were there for about six months when we first moved to the Quad Cities. Because her parents are here? Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. Her parents shop. So, um, so yeah, we um, so we did that for about six months, man. I tell people this because this, this is how I got into entrepreneurship. So, granted, we moved out here, you know, we, we go into her parents' spot, and we didn't have no jobs, right? We didn't have no, um, had a little money, not really a lot of money, you know what I mean? Like a little bit of money. Um, you know, say like not a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit of money. Um, and we had like two kids, you know what I mean? And so, um, long story short, um, we weren't living there free, you know what I mean? They they pay it, they they charge like four hundred, you know what I mean, a month, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, every month since we moved there. So I had no job, you know what I mean? <laughs> like right. my girl, they had no job, you know what I mean? Um, so. That's when I started my first business. That's how I got into entrepreneurship. Um, basically, man, I went door to door selling this um, product that we had started um, selling before we moved to the Quad City. So, um, and I say when I, I say that I call 
technically we started doing entrepreneurship before we went to Quad Cities, but I say now you're basically thrown into it full time. Yeah, basically that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like when we were doing it out there before. You know, like I did like a direct selling company, you know, like those network marketing companies right, people right. do. Like I did that when we were out in Bourbon A, Kankakee area. Um, and then also, um, yeah, I did that. I did like a couple of those, you know what I'm saying? So I was familiar with entrepreneurship and all that stuff a little bit, but mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't a full indoctrin, you know, indoctrination into it be- yeah. until I came here, you know what I mean? Because I was forced and thrown into that situation where I had to provide for myself and my fam and then also pay people. So I went door to door doing sales, man. I was selling an item that we created, you know, it was a food based item. Um, and we ended up meeting a guy. It was crazy how it all worked out. We ended up meeting a guy who had a um, kitchen right literally down the street from where my in-laws' place was, and they had a commercial kitchen. So that's how we got hooked up with having a commercial kitchen to make the spot. I mean, make the stuff that I started selling. What were you making? We had, like, this uh, caramel. No, at the time, we started with this cookie item, and then we had this caramel item um, that we started doing. Um, and then eventually we got in a popcorn, but that was surely, you know, that, that was a little bit after, but so we had these two You're still items. doing the popcorn, aren't you? Yeah, we're doing that now. Yeah. Popcorn. yeah. 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 We're doing that now <laughs> still. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. So I literally went door to door to different businesses. Like I went to the salons and barbershops and places that would have like a, a group of customers. So mm-hmm. I can kind of like maximize on the amount of people they would have it there at once. So I would um, ask them, like, man, look, man, new business, you know, we're trying to, like, you know, set up, man, see if you guys want to buy something for your customers or see if your customers want to get it. So a lot of places will let me sell it to their customers there. Some places will buy it and offer it to their customers. Um, so um, I had a lot of places, you know, people scared, slam the door in my face. You know what I mean? They're like, who's this dude? You know what I mean? I'm just being real, especially being like a, you know, uh, you know, a young black dude. You know what I mean? They don't know who I am. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They like, so I had more scared. You know what I mean? Some people say, don't come back here again. Like all kind of stuff, you know, which which was totally fine. Um, But it grew me a lot. I learned a lot from doing that. So every single bill, I tell people this, every single bill I paid since we moved out here has been from that business. Like, um... Cause we did Like I said We weren't living for free So they didn't give us No free pass on living we were, I paid that every month He didn't no, Never missed a beat on that Paid our cell phone But paid everything Literally every single month From that business But I went door to door And I grinded You know what I mean I was busting my butt You know what I mean Like Monday through Friday You know what I mean Sometimes Saturday Um but I share that to say, like, you know, because my biggest thing is, like, I like inspiring people and empowering people to accomplish things they want to accomplish in life, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I went through a lot of, like, hard stuff becoming an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Like, because most people wouldn't want to go door-to-door do nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what they selling, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, so, but I did that. I went to different businesses, you know what I mean? And um, it grew me so much, man. And I was able to, like I say, I was able to provide for my family. So I started the, the door-to-door, and then we ended up doing events and stuff, and then we ended up getting them into a few stores local in the local area. Doing the events, selling your stuff at events? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we sold our stuff at events. Um, I did the door-to-door, and then we ended up putting them in stores. So we had, like, they were in like local like establishments and stuff you know in the area um and then we just kept you know just doing it from there man um but the thing that i was gonna say i learned man was that my limitations were only in my mind you know what i mean like that was only limitations i had was like in my mind you know because any days that i thought i couldn't do it or or i would have these feelings of like fear like i don't want to go to nobody door today you know what i mean like i would feel that but then 
I'll fight past that and I realize that couldn't stop me and I would make like you know that day I make a hundred bucks next day I can make like 80 bucks next day I make 250 bucks next day I make 300 next day I make you know what I mean like so it would vary you know what I mean how much I make some days I make 50 bucks you know what I'm saying some days I make 20 bucks you know what I'm saying it would vary but the thing is though was like I was making a living for myself yeah first time fully in my entire life and I never knew I could do something like that yeah and then you know just what I'm mainly the fact of just that you even if it's a day it's like I don't want to do this don't want to get up and then you just push yourself through it get up and get out there and then by the time you're done you're looking at this money you're like shit like, <laughs> Bro, like i know you know like that's like the best feeling when you did it yourself it's not like you're just going to some job just going through the motions uh here's your paychecks and dumb right. stuff but like right bro like yeah you're actually having to get out there and like really push to like make ends meet and whatever yeah man there's just that reward it's like the same idea of like growing or hunting your own food it's like you have way more of an appreciation from where it came from you know like so you can appreciate where your money's coming from because it's like it's just all you you know yeah absolutely brother man you could go to mcdonald's right now and just be all right what can i get you sir and you know you can do that for some money but that's just (laughs) you're not gonna get that feeling of like that makes you feel so good you know like man really made this earned it whatever but yeah it's not that like it man it's not that like it man like i say like i never like because none of my family like my family was like poor broke you know what i mean like yeah yeah so like we didn't we didn't have no money really you know what i'm saying and uh so i didn't learn this you know i didn't learn entrepreneurship from nobody you know what i mean like i just went out there and did it because it was like I knew I needed to, you know what I mean? I had one of my guys who was like one of my really good friends, man. He was encouraging me too. He's like, bro, you got to do what you got to do. Get mm-hmm. out there and grind. You know what I mean? And he's one of my good friends to this day. I call him like a big brother mentor slash type, you know, cause he's like, he's so dope. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nothing like it, man. You know, I, like I said, I felt empowered for the first time in my life in a sense, financially to, to know, like, you know, I can make, something of my finance financial future without having 100 percent rely on somebody else right right you know and um so yeah that was that was that was empower that was that was empowering man um and so now to this day you know i always share with people man like just 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 to inspire them you know um to know that they can accomplish stuff you know what i mean like know that they can like you know you put your mind to something man and you actually go and grind man nothing can stop you you know what i mean yeah. like yeah so most definitely yeah so at this point you're doing uh music and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is that it at that time like where did all these other things start to come in like as far as like speaking and Mm -hmm. whatever how did that come about yeah so with speaking um i i think i picked that up along the way um because when i would do music you know um, even like when I left college, I would still do music places. Mm-hmm. So sometimes places would want me to talk, you know, like speak to the kids or something like that, you know, speak to the, you know, teenagers or something, you know, just try to like encourage them and stuff. Um, just from playing music, you said someone because like, of music, would, would yeah. ask you. Yeah, as a result, yeah. As so, well, like, where was the first place you did? Where like come to the school and talk to these kids or something? Um, or? I'm trying to think. Um, it was probably like, I don't know if it was a school or if it was because I did a lot of schools too. I don't know if it was a school or if it was like some kind of youth organization. But I know I had like someone that, you know, they had me come out to do some music. It was a youth organization. They had me come out do some music, um, and then they wanted me to come back and talk to the kids. You know, so 
that's pretty much what I did. So I uh, did some music the first time, and then it brought me back out to just talk to him, just about like my life and kind of like some stuff, you know, like to just to inspire him and stuff like that. So yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much what happened on that end, man. Um, like, oh man, here's another avenue. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It just it just showed me that there was like there was multiple ways to use your voice, you know, whether you're doing it through music, whether you're doing it through speaking, you know. Um, so at that point, um, oh, I forgot too. I did a tour in Chicago. It was called the Stop the Violence Tour with the Youth Advocate Program. Um, that was before I moved to the Quad Cities, also before before QC. And um, so we went to different high schools. And grade schools in Chicago, um, in the actual city, and it was all about stopping violence, you know, because out there, you know, it's real, you know what I mean? Like it's real, people dying, you know what I mean? So we were doing, we did a tour, we did music, um, we did like people did dance and we did like poetry and stuff like that. But then um, we also spoke to them and talked to the talked to the to the youth and stuff. So just to try to like encourage them to stop violence, you know, put guns down and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did a little bit of speaking at that point too. So that nice. was like, yeah. So that's all. I guess all that kind of like helped just to like start snowballing yeah. over all these years and stuff. Yeah, yeah, kind of just snowballed. Yeah. So is that all what you're still doing now? Music, entrepreneurship, spoken word, and speaking, and then now you're you're doing like kind of business consulting. Is that what yeah, you're man? You so uh, <laughs> so. I, I do a lot, man. Um, you know, I do juggle a lot, man, which, um, you know, it's been, you know, at, at times it's hard, but then at the same time, it's been really rewarding, too. You got to do it, too. Um, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, I do have to do it, too. Um, so the thing is, like, since, you know, you know, like I share my entrepreneurial journey, um, I'll talk to a lot of people sometimes about that. And um, what happened was, like, I found that businesses a lot of times um, don't, really know what they're doing as far as like online marketing and stuff like that and just you know just getting their business together just to kind of make it flow in the modern age that we're in you know what I mean so I started talking to like friends and stuff like that about like my entrepreneurial journey how I started and then how I um you know started making you know money for myself and everything and so um that's how that whole consulting thing came about where I just started realizing like, man, businesses need help. You know, individuals need help. So I first started helping individuals, friends and stuff say, Hey, this is how you monetize yourself. Like if mm-hmm. you're doing music, this is how you like create some streams of income to actually support your music. Cause we all know when you're doing music and music alone, it's very hard to make money from it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Unless you monetize it, unless you got something like, you know, with music, your money is in your merchandise with music. Your money is in your other stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the shows if you get paid for a show uh you got to have a huge name to actually make some decent money for music you know what i mean right. so um you you have to like have other avenue streams you know what i mean or even if you're a promoter you know like with music you know so you put your own events on like stuff like right, that right, right. so you know just talking to people and friends and all that stuff about like different ways to make money just with what you whatever skills and talents you have um that's where it all started and then after that i started talking to business it's like man like i can help you guys like just do some better stuff you know um but that all like i say it all it all started with my journey to entrepreneurship and also with speaking because through through like the speaking platforms man i kind of started talking to people about like what i like what i knew how to do what i learned 
you know because i started like once i got to entrepreneurship i started i became like a nerd like for entrepreneurship i did i started reading like and i started watching so many videos about like marketing i started watching so many videos about business listening to so many motivational speeches i started reading books about business and, and marketing and all this other stuff and then and so I just started like and engulfing myself in everything to do with like business entrepreneurship, business entrepreneurship, business entrepreneurship. So that became like just a big part of my life. So I guess I naturally transitioned into trying to help other people create like something for themselves. But also the biggest reason why I do it is because um I like empowering people. I like people feeling like they have some power within their lives, man. You know, I don't like people feeling like jobs control them or feeling like other people control them or feel like other stuff controls them you mm-hmm. know what i mean so that's a big part of why i do it you know and i want to do this in, in, until the day i die because yeah. Yeah, i feel reward i really do i feel I, it feels so rewarding to empower people man like if i could share something with somebody whether like like i say whether it's through my speaking music art stuff whether it's through that or whether it's through consulting with, with somebody you know one-on-one or whether it's a business consulting with them that'll empower them to make a ton of money or to just make up a new idea or to better something about themselves or whatever. Like, I love that, man, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely. Also, when you, uh, with, with doing rap and everything, you used to be known as, uh, what was your old name? Oh, I was known as Risen, R-I-S-N, yeah. Risen, Risen, yeah. yeah. Why'd you pick that name? That was just symbolizing rising to a new life, man, you know, um, the shirt that I had was it was I am risen. Like I had a shirt that was pretty dope too. It said I am risen on it. Um, but it symbolizes rising to a new life, man. You know, I rose to a new life, you know, when I was eighteen, you know, when I had that encounter I had, like I told you about, you know, at that men's at that men's place, man. And that's where it started for me, man. You know, and that was just the start of the journey. You know, the mm-hmm. journey had to continue, you know. But um so I realized like I picked risen because I'm like, man, you know, we all have to rise, you know what I mean, above like whatever we may have grown up, you know, and experiencing, you know, like that doesn't have to define us, man. We can rise, we can rise to a new life. We can rise. So I was like risen, man, you know, I'm risen. So, yeah. And, and to this day too, I still stand by that saying, you mm-hmm. know, I am risen, you know, and I, and I'll talk to people about it. Um, I still have the shirts too and everything. Sometimes people want them cause they understand that, you know, what it means and everything. So, you know, I still rock with it. Um, but I, but I changed my name and I just go by TC Boyd, the artist now, um, because, I just wanted something that was more overall, like kind of closer to home in the sense of like my name goes. So, you know, you got my, um, you got my name on there and, um, and it talks about the fact that I'm an artist, you know what I mean? I know it's kind of self-explanatory because I do art, but I just liked it. You know what I mean? Like TC boy, the artist or whatever. Right. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna just rock with that. You know what I mean? And just like stick with that from now on. So, yeah. But a lot of people didn't know me as Risen, man, because I was doing a lot of stuff under that name even before I moved to the Quad Cities. But um, I feel like I've been able to transition, you know, fans over. You know, I probably lost some, but, you know, I feel like I was able to transition, you know, fans over to the new name, you know. That can be like a headache sometimes oh Did yeah the name yeah 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 i had a lot of, yeah yeah i had yeah because i had people like you know even like old stuff i put up under risen man you know even on my youtube you know they'll they'll like comment like you know about risen and stuff like that i'm like man yeah like who's like where's risen you know what i mean and stuff like that but like i you know i'll share like man i go by tc boy the artist now you know so that they yeah. know you know but it's all good yeah yeah definitely <laughs> man 
And one of the other things that I've noticed from along your journey is uh, not just, well, bettering your mental state, but bettering your physical state, too. Didn't you go down, like, a yeah. rabbit hole of, like, getting into health and everything, too? You yeah. seem pretty fit yeah, and yeah. active and everything, but you didn't used to always be this way, either. No. <laughs> Yeah, man. I wish. Yeah, I'll have to uh, send you some pictures, man. Y'all know you probably saw them on Facebook. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, yeah. So I was always about 155, 150, 155 ish. You know. How tall are you? Um, and I'm like I'm like five five ten. You know what I mean? So I was always about 155 muscular, like more muscular, like fit, like a more Bruce Lee looking, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like more like that. Uh, especially in college, cause I worked out like a, I worked out like a, like a dog in college. Like I was always, I was into martial arts and stuff, man. I was always into that. So I love, like, I love martial arts. So I was always working out. And, um, so, um, when I got, when, when, when me and my wifey got together, we had our first kid and I started working that first job I had, I just was eating and I wasn't working out as much. So I would still eat similar to how I ate when I was in college but then I wasn't working out as much, you know what I mean? So I didn't, it didn't correlate in my mind that you can't do that because your body's mm-hmm. going to change, you know what I mean? So long story short, I was always 155. I got up to 220, like 225, 220, 225. But it was all fat, though. Yeah. So it wasn't muscle. I wasn't working out, you know what I mean? It was all fat. So my belly, butt, like legs, face, everything. And in that picture I had on my social media, it kind of shows that because most people didn't know that. Um, so yeah, I got up to, I mean, I gained a lot of weight, you know what I mean? Um, and so I, um, got into the health journey because I met a guy at a health food store. Um, he had cancer. He was about, he was probably about like 78 years old. I think he was, or 80 at the time. He told me when I met him, but he, but he had cancer and he showed me like the lesion. He had like a big, like lesion on his back. It was like that big that healed. It was like a, it was like a, the tumor or whatever it was, but it healed though, and he so he had a scar left back there that he showed me, and he told me what he used. It was this thing called S E A C T, E S S I A C T, so it was like an herbal tea, herbal tea that he was using, um, and he healed himself of cancer. And actually, his doctors, he said his doctors told him he was gonna die. He's gonna die. You're crazy. You need to get chemo. You need to get radiation. All that. He was like, no. I mean, I found out about this. I'm going to try this. And they were like, you're crazy. They told me he was going to die. He didn't die, man. He was talking to me that day at the health food store. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so that was, like, where my journey started, man. So um, I didn't start eating good right away or nothing like that. I just put the seed was sown. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The seed was sown in my mind, man. And uh, so I started researching that stuff, too. I started researching health. I started watching documentaries. I looked up the S E A C T that he talked about. How do you spell that again? S E A C is so it's E S S I A C. Okay. So S E A C. Yeah. S E A C T. Where's that yep. from? It was a nurse um, in Canada, back in the thirties, forties, thirties or forties. Can't remember. Um, her name was Reen Case. So Reen um, Case. So Case spelled backwards is Essiac. Okay. That's how you spell her last name, but backwards is Essiac. That's that's why that's how they got that name. But she was healing people of cancer, um, all all from the nineteen twenties or thirties up until her death. Um, and it was kind of suppressed. You know, people don't talk about it much. Um, but she fought for like trying to get it all like you know 
like respected in the medical community in Canada and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. got rejected, obviously, you yeah. know. Um, but she was healing people. Like people come to her clinic, she's healing them, like healing them with cancer, like over and over. People come and come healing, 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 healing. She learned it from a Native American medicine man um, that taught her the herbs because she was she went to the Native American guy, and people were saying that this guy cured them of such and such she's like what really how's that possible that's not possible you can't cure cancer you know she didn't know you know at that point but she went to the guy and she learned from him and he and she saw the patients that he had so she started practicing it because she was a nurse and so that's how she got started on that journey um and she healed like i say lots of people using her um using her herbal formula too and so for me i started researching her and i started researching other stuff so i got into this whole journey you know, like I said, I was still eating whatever I wanted. I was still eating crap, you know what I mean? But I was learning. Mm-hmm. So as I started learning more, then I started gradually incorporating healthier stuff into my diet, you know what I mean? So over over a period of few years, I started losing that weight, you know, um, gradually. Um, so that's how that whole thing, you know, I lost like 80 plus pounds or so or whatever, you know, um, of fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't muscle, it was fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I say that too to encourage people too, because I feel like sometimes when people are like heavy and overweight, they feel discouraged. Like, man, it's hard to lose this weight. I'm like, no, you can do it, man. And I, I don't say it just from theory. Well, you know how people give you theory sometimes? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is practical advice that I learned about from other people. This is what you can apply. This is the theory on it. And it might work, don't get me wrong, but it feels different when somebody's walked in those shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've walked in the shoes have been overweight and, and like literally it was all fat. I gained like 80 plus pounds of fat. No muscle, you know what I mean? So I know how it feels to have to lose like 80 pounds at least of fat, you know? Um, and so, like, it was crazy too. My sleep was horrible. I was, I was snoring. Like, I never snored before. I start snoring all the time, yeah. snoring every night, you know what I mean? It was, I was, I was fat, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, recently, man, um, that was a few years ago. So, recently, um, I did a fast, I did a juice fast. Um, this was like my fifth fast I probably did. My longest fast before that was probably like 14 days, 15 days, 14, 15 days. So this was like 43 days and that was intense. Um, but it was good, man. Cause I felt my body change. You know, I was, cause you know, my diet has always been up and down. I tell people this a lot. Like my diet, I go from eating great to eating terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. eating anything I see, I eat, you know what I mean? So like, I'm being real. Like that's just been my journey, man. Still like, to this day. Still to this day. Yeah. Still to this day. You know, like now after my fast, I did 42 days. I feel like my body has gotten adjusted. Cause what happens when you cleanse your body and you do fast and stuff, your your body starts to regulate a little more. So all the overgrowth, the candida, bacteria, all that stuff, since it starts to get out of your digestive system, then your body can start to like kind of get a norm, like normalized to where you can actually reset and start to put the things in that you need. So now your body isn't craving all the crappy stuff no more. So that's why I feel like I am now. So I'm not craving any of the crappy stuff like I used to crave it, you know what I mean, before I did it. Um, but... The thing is, though, it's like, um, since I don't crave it, I'm not eating it, but I still, like, you can eat, this is why I tell people, like, because I'm not, I don't call myself vegan, like, I call myself somebody that tries to eat plant-based mostly, you know, mostly I try to eat plant-based, um, will I eat some fish and chicken, yeah, I'll eat some fish and chicken, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, will I eat it often, no, I don't, I wouldn't eat it often at all, you know what I mean, because uh, I just know how it clogs your digestive system more, you know, but, um, cause I know when I talk to people about health, sometimes they think I'm saying like, you can't eat meat. I, I never told about you can't eat meat. You know what I mean? I just feel like the thing with meat is I tell people to be careful 
not to eat too much because it's it's just known that it slows your digestive system down and most diseases well all disease starts in the gut is what they say so yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, you probably heard that before yeah I'm yeah sure. i mean yeah and the disclaimer is like there's i mean i know you know this there's like no like one size fits all right there's no because oh, no. it's so it's so crazy like nutrition you know right like, We've people have learned so much in the last twenty years, like even in the last like ten years, like yeah. about and it's still confusing as shit. It's like <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy. It's like basically comes down to like for one, like maybe your ancestors, how right. what they ate and stuff and everything and it's just really weird. <laughs> well, yeah, a big thing is too is knowing your body. Cause I, yeah, I yeah. tell people to like I tell people to test test out their bodies. Um Cause one like one thing I'll say like I I know I've told a few people this um, I was like man like test out your diet so for example if you eat like a normal American diet um, test out eating a normal American diet and then test out eating more of a plant based diet because mm-hmm. the average American diet consists of like you know often a lot of dairy a lot of meat you know what I mean a lot of carbs like it's well as long as like bread and pastas you know that type of stuff and tons of sugar <laughs> and sugar oh yeah sugar too for sure yeah so that's kind of like normal for an American diet you know because like we wake up in the morning what do we eat we sugar. eat the bacon <laughs> well yeah we but we, yeah, we eat the, either we eat some cereal yeah, yeah. you know what I mean that might have sugar in it or we we're eating like you know or or if we eat like you know say we eat like cooked meal we eat the oatmeal. You know what I mean? We'll eat the, we'll eat the, you know, toast. We'll yeah. eat the egg. You know what I'm saying? So like, when you look at kind of what you're eating first when you wake up, you don't really eat anything that's like fully like live and living. So the thing about like fruits and vegetables, they're alive. You know, they still have like the life in them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you eat that, you'll notice. Um, keep moving this thing. So when you eat that, you'll notice that you, um, you feel more alive. Like when you eat, like say you first wake up in the morning and if you eat like an apple or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like because the apple is living still, you'll notice your energy levels feel different. Um, and it's so crazy. Like that's what I found out when I was on my journey. Like I found out like when I ate live stuff and living stuff, I felt more living. I felt more alive. But it makes sense. What I found through my studying of all this stuff is that when we eat cooked food, we cook out enzymes, we cook out nutrients. So the food is essentially dead. So it makes sense that when we eat it, we feel a little more dead. Not like we're dying, but you know mm. what I'm saying? But we, our bodies feel a little more dead. Like we feel a little more bogged down. Might sometimes feel a little more tired depending on what we eat. But it's for those reasons. Um, but when we eat stuff that's still alive and living, then our bodies feel a little more alive because the nutrients and enzymes and all that stuff are still living. Mm-hmm. So when they go through our body on a cellular level, they rejuvenate us, yeah. you know? So, um, but anyway, I tell people to test it out, like test out the standard American diet for like a couple weeks and then test out like more of a raw living, alive plant-based diet for a couple weeks and then pay attention to your body, how your body feels. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you notice like your body does feel more alive and good and vibrant when you eat that more plant-based, you can still incorporate some of the other stuff, but know that like you should incorporate more of the plant-based and then just maybe a little bit of the other stuff that you were used to eating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you still, you know, you can still enjoy like what you eat. You know, um, you know, you don't got to like go crazy or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But you do want to like incorporate the things that, you know, after you test it out, your body feels better when you have it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're not feeling tired. You're not feeling sluggish. You're not feeling bogged down. You're not right. feeling, you know what I mean? That's the biggest thing that happened when I fast, though. I started, my body is more sensitive to things now. So I know when I eat something that ain't right for my digestive system, right for my body, I'm like, body's like nope don't do that yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah because if you if you start like eating healthy then if you have like a cheat day later on it's like you really that starts to you can you really tell it. like the yep. toll it takes on you or whatever yeah you notice but, it man yeah 
So that's the, yeah, that, that's usually what I just try to tell people, man, just to, um, cause you know, like I said, I don't believe there's a one size fit all, man. I just believe there's best practices, right? Like best practices is like mostly plant-based. And then it, like, this is what I say, man. Like, like I say, nobody got to do this, but this is what I say. Like, if you can eat like at least like 70% plants, you know what I mean? Plant-based live foods and you eat 30% of whatever the heck you want after that, like you'll notice a huge difference in your body. Like you will, like your your body will feel different, your energy will feel different. Like, um, you'll notice a huge difference, man. You know, and like some people wouldn't be able to do seventy or wouldn't want to do seventy. I mean, even if you did sixty, you'll notice a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like sixty percent live, living food, plant based. You know what I mean? And then forty percent, whatever else you want, like you normally eat, you'll notice a difference, man. Still, you know. Um, and on top of that, though, one of the hugest things is water. Drinking yeah. a lot of water. Drinking like, I mean. Ideally, you want to be drinking like a gallon of water a day if you can. You know what I mean? Because majority of us are dehydrated and we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like we're dehydrated. Like a lot of times when you feel tired too, sometimes, and you drink like drink a drink like three cups of water, you realize, dang, I don't feel tired no more mm-hmm. because your body's like um, dehydrated. You know, your body's constantly breaking down food, and that's the thing. If you eat a lot of meat. Your body's constantly breaking down food, constantly, 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 constantly. And if you're not drinking enough water too, on top of that, so your body's dehydrated, your organs dehydrated. You know what I mean? Like oh, all yeah. the stuff inside is just it can't function well. So um, eventually, like I say, without proper nutrition, without proper water intake, eventually we end up finding ourselves with crazy stuff. And it don't matter what, like you know, like really what, like because I know a lot of times. You know, I used to think, like, you got to be, like, big and fat to get sick or something like that. Mm. Man, you could be skinny as all get out or you can be as big as all get out. But, like, certain things can happen in our bodies, you know what I mean? Um, You know, when it comes to, like, you know, when I've been taken care of properly. But Right. Yeah. Yeah. I sound like a nerd, man. No, (laughs) no, no. Like, I'm the same way, dude. Studying, like, just fucking learning about nutrition. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like, because... Like anything at all, so you could say like any, you could just say anything. Oh, bread's bad. You can go online. There's like a million people telling you why bread is bad. Then there's a million people telling you like, no, it's totally good. You right. know, that's like for everything. It's like milk's bad. No, it's good. Oh, it's bad. It's like for right. every topic. It's like it's yeah. like both sides of it. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, you got to find out what works for you. Really, the most important thing, best advice would be, I guess, to get your blood work done. Right. right, like your nutritional bl- blood profile or something. Yeah. So then you at least know instead of shooting in the dark. Otherwise, yeah, it's just like best practices. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah, I usually recommend people do that too, like because I had people ask me about my fast, and I say, man, get your blood work done. That's why I tell people like when they ask me about fasting, I'm like, get your blood work done. And if you decide to do a fast, have your blood work checked periodically, especially if you, do, if you do a long fast. Like if you do like yeah. if you do like a, what I did. Long, were you taking supplements? I was, yeah, yeah. I was okay. taking, I was taking herbal supplements. Yeah, I, I was taking, uh, I was still taking like these vitamins, but it was like more of a drinking, you drink them and stuff like yeah. that. And so I was still doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, while yeah. I was fasting. Yeah. yeah. I was making sure. Yeah. Just a lot of water, a lot of fruit juice. Uh, yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. What well, the thing is though too, what's important, like if you like, like if somebody that you know, somebody doesn't decide to do a fast, the most important thing is like you have to know, like for example, your iron. You can get your iron from, like, if you're juicing, get your iron from your kale, get it from your leafy green vegetables, get it from your spinach. They have a really good iron in them. So you want to make sure, like, you're getting your iron and you're getting, like, um, what I was doing when I was doing my fast um, for, like, B12 and stuff like that, 
Cause like that's those are two things like iron B12, two things that you want to be very aware of um, when you're doing like a fast and stuff like that. So um, I was getting it from I was getting those sources from you know plants, but also I was getting it from um, different like supplements and stuff that I was taking while I was faster. Mm-hmm. So that I was making sure that I was you know covered along those lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I had like herbal supplements, and then I had just like other supplements and stuff like that that I would take to kind of keep me covered along those lines. But outside of that, though, yeah, I was drinking a lot of water. Uh, I was doing teas, a lot of teas, um, and herbal, you know, herbal stuff, and then juices. Yeah, fruit, vegetable juices. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man, it's 2019. We all gotta stay hydrated out here. <laughs> right. I'll drink to that. Right. I'll drink cheers. To that too, man. Right. Cheers. <laughs> <for real. laughs> Damn. Now, yeah. are you a? Uh, do you eat bread or? I tr- I try to eat bread minimally. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I you know I eat it you know so often. I mean every so often. Um, what about dairy. Dairy? No, 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 no. I don't do dairy. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually out of everything. Um. I mean, I'll do it if if I have to. You know, I'm just hungry and ain't nothing sure. else around. I'll eat it. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because it ain't gonna kill me. That's you know the other thing. I'm not like a sociopath about it. like no, yeah, never, no, uh, never again. No, I'm like, not. No, I'm not. The reason I'm not too is because like I feel like, um, I feel like for me, man, um, I just try to, I just try to like have a like I say best practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not too strict on myself to where. If I absolutely, you know, had to eat something, I'm just, like, going crazy, like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I feel like for me, though, dairy is one of the least things I try to eat out of all things, more so because, um, yeah, more so just, I just, I just, yeah, I just, just a lot of things I've looked up about it, more so, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, everything else, though, like, you know, like, for example, like, if it's some, you know, like, chicken, fish, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, like, those like are things I'm, I'm most likely gonna, you know, eat periodically. You know when I want to. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it might not be a regular thing. You know what I'm saying. But periodically I'll definitely do that. You know, beef for me, I probably won't eat beef really. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, if it if I do, it'll be rare. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like you know, very rare. Um, just because it, it stay in your digestive system too long, and I know how my digestive system will feel with that stand in my digestive system so long. You know, um, so. But uh, my bad, go ahead. You had another question or not? I don't know. Gonna, I don't know if he's going to ask about yeah. another food or anything. Well, I mean, um, uh, I think I was going to ask something. I can't remember. I probably said it, right? Yeah, yeah you <laughs> probably, probably covered I it. I probably well, broke it up like beef. Um, <laughs> well, are you eating a lot of seeds or nuts, too? Or? I, I do try to eat nuts, um, but I'm still like, Lately though, I haven't eaten much much nuts because once I ended up my fast, like I noticed that, you know, I had to take obviously I had to take it really easy. You know, what yeah. I mean, I couldn't just jump into eating because I like yeah, freaking yeah, be yeah. sick and like make myself hurt crazy. So what happened was when I broke my fast, um, I ended up having to do another mini fast for like four days because my digestive system wasn't ready. So I started eating. You know, once I started eating like bananas and eating like you know avocado stuff, fruit and yeah, I started stuff. with some fruit and stuff. But I didn't start with once you break it fast, you want to start with water-based fruits. So like watermelons would be the okay, yeah, best fruit you want to eat. But during that time when I ended my fast, watermelons weren't available because it ain't watermelon season. 
You know what I mean? So I ended in January, beginning of January. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's ain't watermelon season right yeah. now. So I was looking for them, man. You know, uh, and so I could have tried to get it shipped, but I didn't. I didn't really want to go through the hassle. So I just, I just started eating like bananas, very dry fruits. You know what I mean? And uh, I did eat a little bit of kiwi and stuff. But long story short, I was eating avocados too. I, I noticed that my stomach started experiencing a lot of discomfort. You know, by day seven. And so I realized I was eating too many avocados. I was eating, I was eating gang avocados, like serious, like crazy. And uh, how can you afford this? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was yeah, I was eating a lot of avocados, man. And uh, so I ended up having like I think I had an ulcer, pretty oh, much. Oh yeah, I think I had an ulcer, you know, because just how I felt, and I was looking it up and researching, and I realized I think it was an ulcer. So I just did like an ulcer healing diet. You know, I started doing like a lot of broths, you know, because that's that's like an ulcer healing diet, and then uh, like a lot of like. Um, like uh, I did some ginger teas, and there's also chamomile teas really good for if you have like any kind of ulcers or stomach problems like that. So I was doing chamomile tea regular, and I was doing broths like chicken broths, vegetable broths. Um, I started drinking that, sipping that like every day. That was all I was doing, doing that every day. So I did that for about four days, four or five days. I think it was about five days. Mm-hmm. So that was like another mini fast, just drinking water, doing broths, and doing teas, herbal teas. I did that. Um, so I technically did like a you know almost like a 49 48 day fast you know what i mean yeah. because because i had to redo another mini fast to help right. my stomach heal but after i did that though my stomach got back to normal so i just like slowly incorporated very you know better fruit i wouldn't eat avocados like that no more because mm-hmm. it was very you know hard to break down because it was right. so you know high in fat yeah but uh anyway man um yeah that's how that whole thing you know went down now and you say you eat mostly like a living diet with the plants fruits and vegetables what what do you you stray away from as far as not living like i mean obviously anything it's like in a box like a processed food or whatever fast food but like i'm sorry did you say you eat bread I, I try to well i mean i, I still eat bread i try okay. to stay away from it as much as possible but, I, but I'll, yeah i'll still eat bread yeah so like by non-living you mean like you stay away from meat for the most part oh isn't it? so yeah no yeah what i mean by living is like uh cooked cooked and uncooked. Yeah, yeah 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 so, so what, just like, try not to cook yeah so yeah much. whether it's like rice like say like even if it's rice or potatoes cooked or any of that like so what that's what i mean by living more so so not yeah, just like yeah. not just like animals and stuff but i meant like actual like living living because yeah. like when you cook say, say like you cut up some potatoes cook them up that kills a lot of the enzymes and kills a lot of the like you know properties nutritional properties in it because uh-huh. it heats it up because heat does that so um you'll still have a little bit of stuff in it that's good but a lot of it's cooked out so that's what i mean more so so, so like, i try would to, you eat something like do you eat rice then oh yeah 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 okay. yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah I, I eat i eat non-living food you know what i mean um yeah and i say it like that on purpose because it's is i mean it's <clears throat> when it's when it's cooked it's like nutri- nutrients are cooked out so mm-hmm. it's technically not alive anymore you know what i'm saying but i don't think that's I mean you can eat you know food that's non-living you know what i'm saying but oh, right. i you know what i mean i yeah. just I just say if you eat mostly food that is living, you'll notice a difference. You know what I mean? It's mainly like fresh, not... Yeah, fresh so what stuff. do you eat on a daily basis then? So basically, man, I'll eat like bananas, apples, um, nuts and seeds. Um, I'll eat... I'll still eat avocados and stuff like that. Um, and lately, I've been... Um, you know, strawberries, berries, Are you, you know, like all that stuff. Are you or... Well, no, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. I'll do smoothies too, but I'll eat it yeah. too. You know, because um, eating it just makes you fuller longer, you know, versus like doing a smoothie, boom, gulp it down and it's gone and then you need to do it like right away again, you know. But um, but I'll, but I'll, so basically I'll eat like 
fruit carrots you know fruits vegetables you know nuts seeds and stuff like that um but then also i mean i'll eat like say for example at home like there's this like rice puff cereal thing that we have that we keep and i eat that you know yeah. what i'm saying like which is like some coconut milk or something like that you know sure. what i mean yeah. um and I'll still eat like oatmeal, you know, periodically or whatever. Um, but for dinner, I normally eat like cooked food, you know, mm-hmm. which like which like I say, what 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 I call non living food. You know, it sounds so bad when I say it. It's not really <laughs> bad, you know. what I mean, it's just the fact that you know stuff gets cooked out of it. But right, right. so I eat cooked food, you know. what I mean, a lot of times, you know, in the evening, you know, so like you know, rice, potatoes, whatever, you know. what I mean, sure, yeah. um, all that type of stuff. Um, do you practice intermittent fasting? I do some days, yeah. I do some days, yeah. It, I, I have noticed when I do it, um, it feels better on my digestive system. Yeah. Know, to let my body, like, not really intake anything until, you know, a certain point, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to keep up on that myself, uh, trying to keep at it. But, I don't know, it's weird with me. I never really feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, even, like, I used to just not care about health at all you know just Mm -hmm. eating fast food or whatever and even then i mean i've always been skinny and everything i just don't gain weight and this and that i don't really feel bad either but for me i guess maybe a lot of foods it's just noticing which ones give you too much of like a maybe carb load or insulin load or spike your blood sugar Mm -hmm. whatever that gives you that crash later on i mean yeah that's the only thing i would notice is like if i eat large amounts of heavy foods like you know I might just get tired. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't really notice any other things about my health as far as when it comes to eating. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. You you know the biggest way to know, though, like, to test it out is, like, kind of like what I was saying with your, like, what I what I talked about earlier, like, with the two-week thing. Mm-hmm. Two-week. So, like, eat your normal diet for two weeks or flip it up, do the, do the other diet, but eat, like... A certain diet for two weeks and then eat mostly like or if not all plant based for two weeks. I, I usually try to say all plant based for two weeks. So you eat like just fruits, vegetables, nuts. You know, what I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like everything that's live and living. Like just see how your body feels, because what happens is like we grow up eating certain diets. So we don't really know fully what our body kind of really, you know, what I mean, like, yeah, yeah is really predisposed to needing. You know what I mean? Until we do something like that, because it's kind of like a cleanse. So it's like like when you cleanse your body, your body can tell you what it really should be having. But it's like until we cleanse our bodies, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't really know a lot of times because our body is still processing a lot of different things that we had over the years. You know what I mean? Because it's still registering that this is something that I know I want and need or this is something that. But until you like get out everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now let me try this and kind of see. And, you you know, your body, your your body will tell you at that point. Um, That's just what I found, Mm -hmm. you know, just through my different trials with trying to like figure this whole thing out. You know, it's just, you know, just for my own journey. Uh, It's kind of helped, you know. I mean, it may not be the only way to go about it, but I know it's kind of been helpful for me, you know. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things that's super crazy that most people don't have any idea about is, like, your freaking gut biome, you know, like how that basically affects everything, like, in your whole body, in a sense. Like, even, like, your mood, whatever, and people just have no idea. Like, it's not like, I don't feel like that's, like, common knowledge. We don't get taught that, that's why. And we didn't even know back when we were in school, I'm sure, you know, like, but it's crazy. 
Yeah. yeah, I would definitely need to get. I would love to get the blood work done. I still have to do that myself. Yeah. Have you done that for yours? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep, I did that, man. Um, I need to do that. I want to get one of those uh, continuous blood glucose or blood glucose blood glu- monitors yeah. or whatever that you wear or whatever, so you can you can eat something and see how it reacts yeah. to you or whatever. That that'd be really interesting. Yes, yeah, a lot out. of cool little gadgets out here, man. Um, Y'all know, um, y'all found out about the gut health, um, and just how the fact that our, like, gut is like a whole brain itself, which is crazy, you know, how, (laughs) and that's why it connects with our brain, all the, like, neurotransmitters in our brain and all the stuff with our gut, like, it's like a whole ecosystem of, like, brain down there in our gut, man, It's, it's insane, yeah, so, yeah, it's just, like I say, man, it's so much we, I mean, there's, I have a lot of thoughts about health. You know, and why we don't learn certain things. I don't want to get into it. You know, I want this to become like a, you know, like, <laughs> like he, he's, he's, you know, he's like blaming people, you know, for why we don't know what we know what we should. But I feel like there's a lot of reasons why we don't learn it, you know. There's people, a lot of reasons why we don't learn a lot of certain yeah, things. Yeah, because like, people know. benefit from it. Right. You know what I mean? Financially. So, but I don't want to get into all that. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, I really believe that, you yeah. know, just from the things I've researched and learned, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy out here, man. You got to. It's just weird. We're all on this crazy journey. Each each one has their own journey. Yeah. And you've had a crazy one. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been blessed though, man. You know, um, you know, through the through through the pain and the and the challenges, man, comes the beautiful roses and, and yeah. triumphs, man. So you know, it takes pressure to make diamonds. <laughs> that's right, man. Yeah. That's real talk. Yeah. 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 That's so dope. Yeah. From how you started to where it is now. So what's uh, what's the future look like for you? Do you release a lot of albums? Uh, is that or are you focus on business ventures, things well, like that? Um, well, I am um, I am planning on putting out um, an album or two this year. Uh, well, a, a small EP at the end of the year, um, more towards November. I'm planning on putting out an EP about like uh, uniting people. Um, actually, he, you know, you're sporting one of my shirts there. Shut up. Where yeah. is it? Uh, Unity Clothing. Is uh, so that... it's called it's called uh, Wear Wear Unity. Wear Unity yeah, clothing. so W E A R. Yeah, Wear Unity Clothing. Shout out, got this fresh ass shirt. Yeah, looking man, good. He's sporting it, man, looking fly. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So I started Wear Unity Clothing, um, just to like combat a lot of the negativity. You know, stuff trying to divide us because of skin color and stuff like that. I feel like it's just stupid. Um, so that's why I started. Um, I started actually with these shirts. The it says uh, racism. Racism is stupid. Don't be stupid. So that was like the first shirt I started with, um, just because I was like, man, it's stupid. Like yeah. everybody's the same. We're just people, man. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. too much stuff tries to pull us apart for dumb reasons. But I'll say this: I believe that there's people that financially benefit from us being divided too. But I want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I won't get into that right now either. You know what I mean? But we're gonna have you back on again in the future. And we're gonna go deep into. Yeah, story. hey, no, I would love to, bro. For real. I would love to, yeah. man. You know, I just, yeah, I, I just see the world so differently now, man. Just, you know, just, just even, you know, yeah, just even the different things I've experienced, but also just getting into business, you know. So I start to see how the world works more, you know, and I see why stuff happens the way it happens, and why you know certain things going on, why other things aren't going on, and why mm-hmm. certain things are learned and certain things aren't learned. So I start seeing the money game, 
And so, um, yeah, I'd love to come back on and talk about that more in depth, you know, on another, another case. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, if, if they want to check out any, you know, any of your listeners, man, wear Unity clothing, man, you know, it's the big thing is like, as you'll see on our Facebook page, we just post stuff that just inspires and unites us. You know what I mean? Like, we post a lot of pictures about just like, you know, you know, I, I don't like saying black and white. I know I said it earlier just because, you know, because people reference black and white more or, you know, African-American or whatever. But I like saying, like, just if you talk about color, like, you know, black people are brown. You know what I mean? Different shades of brown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. White people are, like, tan and beige. Different shades of tan, beige, and all that combined like together. Pink and... You know what I mean? Ugh. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But... Because, yeah. like, just real talk, because I've never seen a white person like this on my shirt. Like... <laughs> I've never seen nobody looks white, like mm. white. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, even albinos, they're like. Uh, yeah, they're still like a like a like nice, a, a nice cream. Some type of like cream tannish <laughs> color. You know what I mean? Beige yeah, yeah. color. You know, very like light lighter light light beige. You know You're what never saying? gonna be so, whiter than off white. Yeah, you <laughs> know <laughs> the most. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like I've never seen that. And as far as black people, like I've never seen nobody that looks like. Black, you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen brown, I've seen people look almost purple even. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I've never seen nobody that's straight up black. You yeah. know what I mean? So I just like I just like combating a lot of that, you know, um a lot of that because I feel like think about this, man. I did a poem um in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King and I talked about how the fact that black and white are like day and night. You know, they're complete opposites. And I was like, no wonder there's so much space between us. Like, if you put black people and white people on that name of black and white, like, black and white are complete opposites. Yeah, the complete ends yeah, of the spectrum. Yeah, complete ends of the spectrum. You can't <laughs> get no further than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, no wonder there's, like, so much space between us if we keep to, if we keep living by that, you know, by that. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like more so I want to do away with it, man. You know, if I do something in my life in the future... Because I know you asked about future too. One of the things I want to do in the future, if I can in any capacity, I want to just get rid of that crap completely. Like all legislation, whatever needs to be done. Like I think the whole black, white label, all that stuff, yellow, red, all that. What crap race are you? Asian, Hispanic. For, yeah, know, that like, crap needs to be gone, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that itself is what divides us, man. You know what I mean? Like that itself is what, you know, that whole system that was set up, you know, over six hundred plus years ago when they started classifying people as that, you know, like. That's what keeps us divided. You know what I'm saying? Are you like, talking about like, uh, like I just mentioned, like maybe remove that from like applications or whatever. Tell us your remove, race or what? remove it from everything. Yeah, man. even even from vocabulary, man. I mean, I yeah, know you yeah. can't change it. You know, you can't change every individual person from saying it. But I'm just saying, like, from job applications to governmental, you know, for governmental stuff, man. To I'm trying to think any other place I like see or get asked that question. It's always like when you're filling out a form or something. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, when you fill out those governmental yeah. forms or um, job forms and stuff like that. Um, because that, that would be crazy if you just like if you just pass the law towards like they're not allowed to list that or ask that question. It's like. It's just like a subtle little thing you could do. What do you right. think that might do? Like, if that alone, do you think that would like have like a even a subconscious effect on people to where they're just like I not, hope not so. looking at people in that through those types of lenses? I hope you know? so, mm-hmm. man. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know because we're still we're still like describing ourselves as like. Oh, I'm black. I'm from America or whatever. Because nationalities too. So right. there's that. 
like, yeah, we're gonna get to the point where it's like, I, ah, I'm human. I think that's more understandable though, even though like the nationality well, is yeah. more understandable. You know what I mean? Because like this is the region I live in. But, but just like, drop the race thing. Yeah, like, because the race thing I feel like is what divides us, man. Like what race yeah. or what? You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, there's only one race, man. Like you know, I'm there's, an American human, or, right? I'm you know an, what I mean? I'm an Australian human. <laughs> I'm just American, yo. Like you know, yeah. like. But you know, like I said, man, there's people that benefit from it, so. And I know I keep saying that, but it's just it's just reality, man. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, if you turn on your fucking news, you're going to see a lot of negative shit out here. But I think as a whole, right. we're hopefully making good progress as society moves along. Yeah. We hit some rough patches. But I think know, it's yeah. up to the people, man. I, I tell people this all the time, man, because I don't, I don't really play politics like that. You know, I don't play left or right or none of that. Oh, yeah. I tell people, like, you know, it's evil on every side. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's up to the people, man. Like, anything that ever changes in America is, is the people. You know what I mean? American Revolution, who was that? The people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, during the Civil Rights era, who was that? The people. You know what I'm saying? Of all colors coming together. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and all the stuff that's happened in America, it's just the people. The people are the ones that make the difference, man. So, um, I feel like anything that we really want and we're really passionate about and serious about, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter, party. Yeah. Parties don't mean crap. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people, I feel like, for me, I told people, I told somebody this before, like, I used to gangbang. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like these politics, this politics stuff reminds me of game banging. I mean, you're you're on the left? Seriously. You're on, you're on the right? <laughs> you know? Seriously. That cuz I was going to say like he wants to abolish race. I want to abolish political parties. Like, <laughs> right? I feel dude, you, bro. It's I feel you, man. One of the most toxic things. It is. It is. And it's, people don't even realize it. They're just walking through life like well, my father always told me always vote Republican no matter what. And he just right. it's like how what you could think for yourself right <laughs> whatever you know it's like come on man yeah it's just another way to divide people yeah it's like uh, you got people voting for like pedophiles because well, well i can't vote for a democrat or you know or even vice versa it's like they just yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's gross <laughs> it, it is man it is man you know um yeah i always tell people to think for themselves man you know like to really really know why you think what you think or believe what you believe or any of that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm about that with everything i'm about that even you know even what i believe as far as like you know my spiritual life goes i tell people all the time like man know why you and research for yourself and learn for yourself you know what i mean like don't just believe everything you hear because someone tells you even if i tell you it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like go look it up you know what i mean so i'm all about that because my biggest thing is like people i feel like you know people People need to know that they have, they are empowered, and that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Is I empower people, like I empower people to think freely. You know what I mean? Um, to freely think on all levels, though. You know what I mean? Um, and so, but that's what it's about, though. Like you said, man. I, I feel like, I feel like, man. People need to think. People need to learn. People need to research, man. Like the reason that, like I'll say this: the reason that, even when we talked about health earlier, the reason that people can be so blinded pertaining to health is. And it's because they aren't thinking for themselves. You know, like, if you thought for yourself versus, like, listen, everything a doctor was telling you, you know what I mean? Like, if you thought for yourself, there has to be multiple ways. Think about this, bro. There's, like, I don't know how many countries in the world, but there's, like, probably thousands of countries in the world, probably. You know what I mean? Because, like, you got certain continents that got multiple countries all over the place, or maybe hundreds and hundreds. I don't know. Mm. Something along those lines, though. You know what I mean? But if you got, like, hundreds and hundreds of countries around the world, then... How can we think we're right about everything? Yeah. How can you know what I mean? So that that's that's more so why I think about it. Like so, you, you take that pertaining to like everything, and you weigh that, 
and you kind of do your own research based on that. Like, man, and that's that's what that's why the health thing for me has even been something that, you know, has been even magnified because I've looked at other countries and what they do and what they talk about. And they talk about America like, what is America doing? America's mm. silly. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, but it's humbling, though, because you you don't grow unless you actually learn from people that might be better at you than something. You, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody's better at me and, like, you know what I mean, taxes or something like that, I'm not going to be prideful to be like, I, I know more than you about taxes. No, I actually don't. I may know more than you about music, but I can help you if you need some music stuff and you can help me if I need to you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. be humble don't be big headed like yeah. you know you're never gonna I, grow or yeah. at least not properly but that's how we are in America a lot of times man you know so that's why I say the same thing when it comes to health I'm like I tell people that all the time like we're not the epitome of health I, I looked at a um, a poll that was done it was 50 countries they rated 50 countries around the world and on health so one of the like top ones Oh, gosh, what was number one? I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, Amer- it wasn't America, though. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, gosh, what was you it? You said the top for health? Yeah, like one of the top. It was like, they, they just did 50. They just did like a 50 right. index. It was like a 50 index. What, um, was it like an Asian or Mediterranean type of? It may have been. It may have been. It may have like been that. one of those, like, I don't know, like one of those like Asian countries probably. Yeah. But America was like number 30 or yeah. 28 or 30. With that being said, we have a lot to learn and we need to be humble. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say like, even even like when you're going to your doctors and stuff like that, like realize there's other options. If you look at an index scale like that, 50 countries, top 50 countries for health, what's what's the top one? And we're like top 30, like it was like a 30, it was like 30 or 32. And I'm like, if you look at those statistics, man, that they came up with, man, I'm like, dude, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. You got to get out there and open your, expand your mind, learn for yourself too. You got to. I mean, uh, I don't know if most, but a lot of the planet has internet access now. It's like, man, we got to be going further, you know, than what you're just learning in school and just whatever, and just around your social circle and stuff. People just live in bubbles, you know, and you got to. You gotta pop that shit. Yeah, you do, man. You do. You do gotta <laughs> pop them bubbles, man. You got to, man. Cause it's just, yeah, it's just you don't really learn experience, you know, as much of as much of the world when you have such a just a bubble where you don't experience anything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's been a it's been a cool journey, man. Like I say, I just more so want to empower people. I keep looking at the, my bad. I keep looking at that lava because I just I just uh, haven't yeah. seen those in a while. It's just so cool. I feel like just it's give us a few minutes here. We're gonna be. <laughs> Just tune out for a second and just. just <laughs> right, we just go stare at the lava lamp. <laughs> All right, goodbye. No. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been it's been a liberating journey, man. Just to you know, um, I think freely on a lot of stuff, man. You know, and I have people that butt heads with me about health so much. They're like, "What uh, that, do you mean?" That's one of the. It's like as, that's that's as bad as political parties. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you th- like? I'm on the carnivore diet, <laughs> right? <laughs> or something like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, it, man. Yeah, people were like, well, cause like, cause I'll, I'll come, like, you know, I'll say stuff about the medical community um, sometimes, and not in a negative way, just more so in a way of like talking about how they don't know everything. That's more so what I say. You no, know? so I'm not trying to say like, you know, like bashing them, but just more so like, man, I look at other countries that do way better than us at a lot of other things, and I'm like, in America, like medical community, they'll try to tell us like they know everything when you don't. 
You know what I mean? Like you're good at like I feel like in emergencies and stuff like that, like rare, rare, rare stuff that kind of happens. They do great at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like on a lot of the everyday living, nutritional, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. they suck at. And like you said, probably for a reason, a lot of times, like, yeah. but. Because majority of the stuff is diet based and what we eat and how we live and our activity, how active we are, how stress levels are, all that stuff. Like, well, the yeah. thing is, like, if you're a normal family doctor who you're going to just see a quick checkup, they don't, like, when they're in school, they don't study, like, nutritional science that heavily. Not anywhere close to as heavily as, you know, they're busy studying anatomy or whatever. Yeah. And then it's they study a, all the pills and drug interactions mm-hmm. and all and that And then stuff. they got, like... And then every day they just have pharmaceutical agents coming up to them. Hey, let me take you out to lunch. Oh, would you like to, you know, push this freaking pill and stuff? Like a lot of people say, it's like they're they're not finding cures. They're treating symptoms. And yeah, bro. Oh, that pill gave you a symptom. Here's another pill and another pill. And you know, man. It is, bro. It's crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy, yo. Yeah. That's why I just, man. Yeah. That's why I want people to be free, man. You know, I, like I said, I have people. I have people just coming against me like, dude, like, you know what, well, my my such and such is a nurse and blah 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 and blah blah. blah. I'm like, you think? Look, this is my thing. Uh, doctors are required to take from from last time I looked it up. It may have changed now, but they were required to take one class in nutrition. Mm. One. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Because majority of our issues we have are nutrition based. Definitely. So. So, yeah, that's why I say, like, man, um, when people tell me that stuff, they're like, well, my so-and-so is a nurse, my so-and-so is a doctor. I'm like, yo, so-and-so went through the same thing, that system that's set up that ain't that ain't teaching them as much as they need to learn about nutrition. And the whole thing is, health. yeah, like, even in other aspects, the whole thing is, like, craziness. Because I learned this one thing that's really crazy was, like, you know how, like, if you're, like, a nurse or whatever going to school, you have mm-hmm. to do your clinicals or whatever, and it's, like, 12-hour shifts these crazy shifts that they're like pushing on you and stuff and like i don't want to <laughs> be treated by a nurse that's on hour 11 of like the 12 oh, they haven't gosh. had lunch you know it's like they're just gonna be hopefully they're doing a good job but it's like they're gonna be just on autopilot or something just they're not like they're just fucking their body is stressed out from yeah. just doing that and the thing is the dude that like I guess the dude that was involved with starting the whole, like, when you go to university and do these clinicals, oh, we're going to make it 12 hours, this and that. It's like that whole standard was put in place because the dude that was mainly in charge of that, he was on cocaine. <laughs> Dang. You know, it's probably early 1800s right. or early 1900s or something. And right. He's on cocaine. Like, <laughs> you know, 12 hours? Oh, I'm, you know, oh, yeah, Dang. students can do 12 hours. I'm doing 20 hours or something. It's like, God. Come on, man. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? Like, and now 2019, like, I just got done with my 12-hour shift. Why? Why? I don't want you to. (laughs) Work like six hours, eight hours at the most. Like, if you're like a nurse or or if you're like a surgeon or something super, well, surgeries can last for like several hours, but I don't know. Just being like a nurse or something really complicated, it's like, maybe you should just work like five hours at the most. I want you to be fresh, mentally ready. Go get some rest. Go get some lunch. Yeah. I don't need you to be strung out an hour sixteen of your double shift. Like <laughs> fuck out of here, I'd, you know? Yeah, man, I don't know. dude. <laughs> like I had, uh, I had, like I was cutting something. Um, this was like maybe October or whatever. I was like cutting like some fruit food, and I had sliced my my uh, like some of my finger right here. And so um, 
you know, I ended up going to the, did I, I went to like, I don't know if I went to, I think I went to urgent care because it was like an emergency. Or did I go to the emergency room? I think I went to urgent care or something. Yeah. Just to like, anyway, the guy that was there, the doctor that was on staff there, no, no, it was, I think I went to the ER because I think urgent care, I don't know if they were open. Anyway, so long story short, um, I ended up um, talking to a doctor that was there. He said he did a double, he just got done with a double shift. So he was working pretty much a full almost 24 hours or however many hours it was. Yeah. I forgot what he said. But it was like a long, long. It was more than 12 hours. And so the guy was just so exhausted. And he's like, you know, putting the needle on my thing to make it numb. You know what I mean? And like sewing me up and all that stuff. And I'm just like, and this dude literally, physically, literally, I can look in his eyes. It's like he just wants to fall asleep. You like, know can I saying? get someone else, please? Yeah, <laughs> yo, like it's insane, man. man. It's insane, yo. Like it's crazy. And the other thing is, like, rest is actually super important for you. It's like you gotta get like a minimum of seven hours. Right. I feel like like seven to nine. It's like super important. And it's like I only got four hours. Well, I'll just take a nap later. It's like no. Right. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. You can't make it up. It's weird. Yeah. Our bodies are crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. It's. Yes, good crazy chat, world, yeah, crazy like, world, even crazy world, man. I think that was my light lady yeah, calling yeah, me or yeah. something, trying to say, "Oh, is your radio station still going on?" I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, man. We got another four hours, man. <laughs> yeah, right. We got like a whole another day left. We got a twelve-hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like I'm on my double already. We gotta man. get it in. Well, yeah, man. Uh, man I know we both gotta get out of here soon, but uh, yeah. But thank you very much for being here. Oh no! Thanks for having me, man. It's great this, talk. This, uh, this has been good, man. Um, tell the listeners what do they need to do? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, get a hold so of your stuff. Yeah, get a hold man. Plugging. So yeah, I go by um, you know, like you guys know, you said TC Boyd the artist. Um, and you can find me on social media at TC Boyd. That's B O Y D. So TC Boyd the artist. Um, that's on Facebook, Instagram, all that. Um, you can get in contact with me there. You can find my um, clothing brand called Wear Unity Clothing, W-E-A-R, Unity Clothing, um, dot com is that website. Or you can check it out on Facebook, uh, Wear Unity Clothing on Facebook. And so if you look up just TC Boyd, the artist, and uh, Wear Unity Clothing, you can find out like a lot of stuff that I'm doing. You know, even some of the other stuff that I'm doing, you'll be able to find that on there. Um, and yeah, man, stay in touch with me and, you know, I got some new music and stuff coming out. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to do a lot of stuff, man, positive for the community and for the world. So it's awesome. Yeah, man. You have a TC Boyd website. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. TC Boyd, the artist.com is my website. Yep. TC Boyd, the artist. Nice, um, nice. Any upcoming shows? Um, Actually, this Saturday. Well, actually, no. This will be playing after the fact, so never mind. Um, but I have a, I have a, uh, <laughs> have a few poetry shows. Um, I will be putting on some shows coming up, but the dates aren't set yet, so I can't really say those. Um, Which means you have to get on the social media, right? Like the page, whatever. Follow it. Keep up to date. Right. Yeah. Uh, announcements definitely. coming soon. Because yeah, you got to go see, see TC live because it's a. Dope show puts on an amazing performance. Thanks, man. Yeah, you won't I regret it. it. One, I think, I think, uh, uh, I mean, especially out of uh, hip hop artists in the QC, I think you put on like one of the best shows as far uh, as performance. Man, I appreciate that, man. That's that super means dope. a lot, man. That yeah, means no a lot, problem, man. man. Yeah, yeah. I just love letting people, man, just be entertained, man. You know, so I just, uh, 
you know, I, th- I think part of my uh, passion, you know, I, I know that's probably part of like what you see with it. Like part of the passion is just from the pain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like from the pain that I had a lot growing up, I feel like it just comes out when I perform, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But not pain in a bad way, you well, know right. what I mean? Pain and energy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a crazy story and fucking, you know, on this yeah. beautiful journey, man. Yeah, yeah dope. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stoked. Hope you keep this shit up and good things will come. I appreciate it. Yeah, will do, man. And I appreciate you too, man. Man, I, I love what you're doing, man. I know you're, you know, you're doing a lot of, you know, artistic stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. And like you're doing a podcast and doing the music stuff too and all that, man. So, you know, definitely, man, shout out to you for that, yeah. man. And Thank you, brother. I appreciate real. that. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, I guess we can wrap this up for now. We'll have him back on in the future. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. All righty, all right, all right. We'll see you until next time. Goodbye. Peace.